Man, how's everyone doing today? Well, this Wednesday afternoon, or pre-noon, I guess, Convergence, it's so good to be with you and a privilege and an honor always to share here in chapel. And uh, this is one of my favorite times of the year when we do have the Convergence Conference celebrating the different uh, streams of Christianity, as um, Jessica shared, where really we're celebrating this convergence where the word, spirit, sacrament kind of come together. And, and the Wednesday chapel, they really flow together at the table in a beautiful way. One of my favorite quotes comes from the uh, great author Flannery O'Connor, who says, everything that rises must converge. And I love that idea of the, the convergence. This is where things come together. Uh, oftentimes, uh, we, we think of, you know, when things are separate, but when they come together, they make a beautiful mosaic and a picture of what the image of the body of Christ is like. And this is really what we want to celebrate this week in this idea of convergence, is celebrating all of God's gifts for all of God's people. And so as we begin to pray this year um, about what the theme and topic would be, Celebrating creativity and ministry kind of was the thing that converged, that kind of came to the top. And so thankful for um, Reverend uh, Valerie Grimes yesterday who brought the word to us and kind of laid the foundation for the themes of this week of, of celebrating creativity. And so in a world in which we live in, the world um, in the last two years has really kind of been turned upside down, hasn't it? Uh, we, lived in, we are living in a different world than we lived two years ago. And I believe that the future of the church, uh, one of the things that we're seeing is many pastors and leaders that we work with and the work that I do, uh, leaders are confused and disoriented with a lot of the changes and challenges that the world has faced over the last um, you know, months and, and years since the pandemic began and all of the, the events that have been happening throughout our world. And I think more than ever, God is wanting to raise up and stir the gift of creativity in His church and to pour out the gifts of God for the people of God to do the work of God. That's what liturgy is and kind of bringing these things together. Liturgy is the work of the people. It's the work of the people for the sake of the world. If you had to say, uh, Dr. Bevins, what, how would you define liturgy? It's the work of the people for the sake of the world. It's how God uses our gifts um, for the sake of mission. And many of us know that we live in, again, a very challenging time in the world where I believe the church needs to recover what I would call a theology of creativity. We live in a post, for many of us who, uh, um, you know, the context in which we're working out of, uh, you know, we're here in Kentucky converge from wherever, from whence we have come, and so we live in a time in which we very much find ourselves in a, either a pre, depending on what context of the world we've come from, maybe a, a pre or post-Christendom context. And so in Christendom, the Christianity is the religion of the empire, whatever that dominant um, stream or influence of the culture is. And so in a post-Christendom context, Christianity is no longer, we can no longer uh, assume that Christianity holds the place that it once had. And so in a Christendom culture, the church doesn't really have room for artists because everything's kind of already set and established. But in a pre- or post-Christendom context, I believe 
more than ever that the church needs to recover a theology of creativity to do ministry in the 21st century. Amen? And so what I want to call us to today is to recover a theology of creativity. And this isn't just a theoretical concept. This isn't just a, a theology, but it's an experiential reality in which we need the person and work of the Holy Spirit who gives gifts to women and men to do the work of ministry, to equip us to do the things that God has called us to do. And so one, there's a theological underpinning, but there's also an experiential reality um, that we are reminded of by our brothers and sisters who are a part of the the global Pentecostal charismatic renewal at the turn of the century that started at Azusa Street in California, uh, where a handful of people gathered together to pray to receive the Holy Spirit, and the Spirit began to be poured out. And since then, in, a, in, in over a hundred years, the Pentecostal charismatic movement has become one of the fastest growing movements in, on the planet that has spilled out and has influenced even the Catholic charismatic revival and renewal, and has spilled out into the mainland denominations and interdenominational movements. And so we're reminded today that God is breaking down barriers that once held Christian traditions apart and is bringing the church together in a mighty convergence. But for a lot of us, we struggle in how this, how this could happen. What would that even look like? And we need to recover a sense of creativity to do it. And so a, a theology of creativity begins within the beginning, Genesis 1-1, as we heard yesterday, that in the beginning God created, that God is a creative God. And the word create comes from the Latin, which means to make, to bring forth, to produce, to procreate, to cause, to beget. And the original use of the Latin even has the idea of to make or to cause something to grow. And so we want to see the church grow. We want to see the gospel uh, move forward. We want to participate in the work of God and co-creating what God is doing. And so two of the texts that we looked at today, one is from Exodus, which we see that the Spirit of the Lord came upon the artisans. But the beautiful Ephesian passage that my brother just read, I want to kind of reflect a bit on this because we have some insights into um, the creativity of God and our own calling as creatives. That creativity doesn't just belong to visual artists. As Valerie reminded us yesterday, uh, I, I'm a visual artist. These are some of my paintings. I have some paintings out there. But, but God pours creativity into His sons and daughters in a manifold ways. I believe that uh, missional entrepreneurship, church planting, thinking and seeing things in new ways, sons and daughters prophesying. This comes from the same gifts of the Spirit, which pours out creativity upon the church. And so a theology of creativity begins, number one, with God the Creator. That God was at the beginning, that Genesis 1-1, that God in the beginning created the heavens and the earth. He created the sun, moon, and stars. And so creativity, a theology of creativity begins with our God who is the great artist of the universe. God is the creator, amen? God is the one who created all living things, even the smallest of microcosms, even the air that we breathe was created by God, every living creature. I love some of the songs that we sang today and yesterday remind us that all creatures of our God and King were created by God. Amen? 
And that in this, that it begins, the theology of creation begins with the creator, that there is a creator at the beginning of all things and at the end of all things. Jesus says, I am the alpha and the omega, and that God is the creator God. In other words, he's the great artist. And if God is an artist, number two, he's called us to join him in that creation. I love in the Ephesian passage, this is one of my favorite passages in all of scriptures in which we are reminded that we are God's workmanship, created for good works. We see in this verse in Ephesians that God has had a plan from the beginning that you and I would be created in his image. That the word workmanship, I love this when you, when you dig into the Greek, it actually is, the word is poema, where we, where we have our, our modern translation of the word to poem or poetry, where we think of artists in terms of those that write, those that draw, those that paint. But oftentimes we don't think of God as the great artist. And that you and I, I want to remind us this morning that you and I are God's masterpiece, created in his image for a purpose, for a unique plan. We are created in the Imago Dei, in the image of God. And to be created in the image of God means that He has gifted us, that it's innate in our very being, in our bones, in our very DNA, to create and to be creative. Valerie shared a great story I love the, about the pots and pans and, and, and working with her children. One of my favorite things to do, I have three girls uh, two teenagers and a, and, and, and a young daughter who, as Jessica shared, is friends with her daughter, Kate. And one of my favorite things to do in our home is we paint. So many of these paintings were done around the dinner table. Uh, I don't turn into a monk when I paint. Oftentimes when I paint, you know, if, if you have three children, you don't have the luxury of like going to a monastery. I, I paint around the table. And our dinner table has some paint stains on it, amen? Maybe your dinner table has some, some stains and some ink stains and some, you know, if, if you've got children, you know that it's get a break free from perfectionism. <laughs> but children remind us that we were created to create. And my kids, they'll stir it up in me and I, I hopefully stir it back up in them. And that's where creatives need a community to co-create together, to encourage each other. And this is where I think, you know, before I even got into church planning, I was an artist. And uh, in high school, I had an art professor that, who was a professor at the University of Tennessee, and she took me under her wing and taught me how to do art. And it wasn't until a number of years later, at the age of 19, I came to faith and found out she was a believer and that she had prayed for me. And in my office, there's a patent chalice set of, communion set that she made for me and uh, sent me when we had planted our church and uh, art has always really played a significant part of my journey and what I've seen is that artists need each other and in the same way ministers leaders seminarians we need each other to encourage each other in our work and the highs and the lows and so God has created us to co-create with one another to join in God's mission so you were created to be creative amen you were created to be creative. That creativity doesn't belong to a few uh, of cultural elites of society, but creativity belongs to all God's people, all of God's creatures. One of the things that distinguishes us from the rest of the animals on the planet is the ability to create and to think and to dream 
new dreams. And I want to encourage you today to, to dream, to create, to think of yourself as a creative. So one, God is the great creator. He's the great artist. Two, you are God's creation. You are God's poema, His workmanship. Three, you were created with a purpose and with a mission. You were created to be creative. John Henry Newman prayed this prayer. He said, God has created to me to do some definitive service. He's committed some work for me to do, which he is not committed to another. For I have my mission. I may never know it in this life, but I shall be told in the next. For I am a link in a chain, a bond of connections between persons. I love that, that this prayer begins with uh, the recognition that God has created us for a definitive service and purpose. But two, He's created us for a mission that He's not given to someone else to do, but there's a specific mission and assignment and purpose in which God has created you for. But then He says, for I am a link in a chain, a bond between persons. And so one of the ideas and themes I think of this week is that creatives need each other. We need to encourage one another. Iron sharpens iron. And so when we get together and we dream together, we need uh, musicians and songwriters hanging out and writing songs and encouraging each other in their songwriting craft. Jessica and I, part of our friendship and relationship as authors, we encourage uh, the craft of writing. And so I've surrounded myself with other authors to kind of encourage that gift. As a visual artist, I've, I have friends that, that encourage that visual gifting in me. One of the reasons church planters get together and network, that's what church planters do, they get together and they drink coffee and they network, amen, <laughs> right? That's what church planners do. They hang out in coffee shops and they geek out and talk about the cool missional stuff that they're doing. That's what we do because we need the encouragement to think creatively, to do God's mission. So God has brought you here. The God of creation, the author of all things, has brought you to Asbury Seminary, not to put you in, in some sort of a box which you're going to be confined to some textbook and classroom, but everything that you're learning here is so that your mind, theology is your mind being set on fire. So your imagination can be released to join in God's mission. Can I get an amen? It's getting a little quiet in here. Like, I... Convergence is bringing word, spirit, and sacrament. We need some spirit in here. <laughs> God wants to pour out the spirit of creativity upon you and your ministry. We are a community called at Asbury Seminary to be able to go out and be the hands and the feet of Jesus. Sisters and brothers, God has a call on your life to do something specific, something unique. There's a mission. There's something that God has gifted and has called you to do that only you can do. And I want to encourage you to do that. Don't let anybody put you in a box. One of the gifts that God has taught me, uh, I remember my first few years in ministry, I pastored a denominational church. We turned a church around, built a care center, did some really cool stuff. But I had to wear a suit and tie everywhere I went. I was in a box. It was depressing, <laughs> right? It's like, man, these people, they're, I'm going to die if I stay here forever. And, and so... Thanks be to God, in, um, in 2004, I got a call from a friend from college that said, would you ever consider planting a church in the Outer Banks, North Carolina? Outer Banks, I'd never even heard of that. Outer Banks is an island. It's, it's, they call it the Outer Banks because it's out there. You're getting ready to fall off into the ocean. 
And it was like a Macedonian phone call. We went out there, and I was delivered on an island. I got to preach in flip-flops and shorts for once in my life. (laughs) Hallelujah. Thanks be to God. And one of the great gifts that the Lord did when we planted the church there in the Outer Banks is the Lord said, you be who I have created you to be. You don't have to be anybody else. You don't have to fit anybody else's mold. And so when we went out there, the Lord stirred up the gifts and reminded me that I was an artist. He reminded me, um, helped me kind of rediscover who I was in Christ. And maybe there's some of you, and I love in the talk back yesterday, it was so beautiful. Um, as, as Valerie shared, she encouraged the women in the room to be who God has called you to be. Maybe you're here and maybe you've answered the call and you're still wrestling like, who, me? God, really? You've called me? Like, oh my gosh, like, don't you know what I've done? Or I don't have the credentials. I don't have the pedigree. I, it, God, all that matters is the call. And God will gift you for the call that he's placed upon your life. You have a mission, as John Henry Newman says, that God has created you for a definitive service. And you've been created to be creative. So what do we need to, I'll just kind of wrap up real quickly with a few thoughts. As you dig into the Exodus passage, I want to encourage you to read that whole passage, Exodus 30 and 31, because all God's people come together and they contribute gifts and they, uh, they bring different things to the temple. And there's four things I just want to say real quickly as we think of how do we cultivate the spirit of creativity. One, it says that the people of God, that their hearts were stirred. I love that. Their hearts were stirred. What I've seen is oftentimes God will encourage creativity in people and their hearts will be stirred, but they never follow up on it. So maybe you're, as as we're hearing, maybe you heard Valerie yesterday and your heart was a little stirred. And maybe you're hearing this morning, you're like, yeah, maybe I could do something out of the box for God and and, and dare to dream big and attempt something big for God. I love that Uh, when when I first came here to Asbury, that was on all the signs, was attempt something big for God. God stirs our heart, number one. But number two, it says their hearts were stirred and then they had willing spirits. I love that word, willing spirits in, in the Hebrew. It's this idea of that, that they were willing. They weren't just stirred, but they were willing. Are you willing to be used by God? Are you willing to, um, to step out and dare to dream and do something you've never done before? We can be stirred, but not willing. So I want to encourage you to have willing hearts to say, as the prophet Isaiah said, Here am I, Lord. Send me. Are you willing to go wherever God may send you to do whatever God may send you to do? Here's a warning. It might be really exciting. Amen. It might be the funnest adventure you've ever been on. It's kind of like, you know, Frodo Baggins who's called out to go on an adventure. God calls us out on an adventure. And one of the things that you're going to be, my prayer for you is to be stirred during your time here at Asbury, is that God will give you a creative imagination to dream, to try new things. The world needs your gifts and your talents. The world needs you. The world doesn't need another Winfield Bevins. I'm already doing my thing. The world needs you. Amen. Praise God for Jessica Legrone and Eliseo Mejia and, and Valerie Grimes, but the world needs you. 
There are gifts and talents and an anointing that God has placed on your life that only you can bring to the world. That's what a gift is. In the Latin culture, the a fiesta, everybody brings something to the table. Amen. We need the mixing of cultures. There are things that only you can bring to the world. And God's waiting on you to use your hands and to use your feet for His glory. Hearts stirred. My prayer is your, heart, your heart's getting stirred today. That your heart will be willing to say, yes, here am I. Now the third thing the people did in Exodus, they brought their gifts to the temple. It's not enough just to be willing, but we got to actually at some point cross a line and say, God, this is what's in my hand. Like the boy who, you know, you, it takes humility. This is the thing. This is the thing that keeps people from creativity. This is what keeps people from art. This is what keeps people from planting new churches. Oftentimes is a false humility to say, I couldn't do it. It takes faith to bring your gifts to God and say, Lord, here's what I've got. The boy with the fish and the loaves. It wasn't the disciples. It was a boy, an unnamed boy. We don't even know what his name is. But all he had, he brought. And what did Jesus do? He took it, he blessed it, he broke it, and he multiplied it. So the gifts that you have to bring today might feel small and insignificant. But in the name of Jesus, that's the very gifts that God is asking you to bring to the world and to the church. God's not asking you to bring anything that you don't have. He's already given it to you to bring. With the woman with oil, it was the one thing that she had in her house. And God took that oil and multiplied it. God wants to multiply your gifts, your talents for the sake of the world, for the sake of mission. There's something that God, there's a seed that God has placed in your heart and your life a gift, but you've got to be willing to bring it forward. You've got to be willing to give it to God so that God can take it and use it. So what is in your hands today to give to God? What are the gifts that God wants to pour out into your heart and into your life? Now what's interesting, if you look at the progression in the Exodus passage, the last, here's my last point, is that the artist, it says the, whole, the Spirit came upon them to do the creative artistic work that was needed in the temple. God has called you for such a time as this. God has brought you to Asbury Seminary for such a time as this. He's called you, He's stirred you, you've answered the call, you've come, and God's saying, open up your hands, bring to me the gifts that you have, and I will pour my Spirit upon you Exodus, or the book of Acts, tells us your sons and your daughters, they will prophesy. I love that. Your old men will dream dreams. And God wants to pour His Spirit upon us in fresh ways. Not just to hide out in an upper room, but to go back out into the world in the power of the Holy Spirit. With new vision, with new dreams, to dream new dreams, to have new visions, to do new things. God's going to call some of you to plant churches. God is going to call some of you to turn churches around. God's going to call some of you to do entrepreneurial ventures that will engage people in the marketplace. All we have to do is say, here am I, Lord. Send me. And so we, today as we prepare our hearts to come to the table, would you open your heart to Jesus and to the Holy Spirit in a fresh way?
Would you invite the Spirit to come into places into your heart and your life and to fill them and to give you fresh gifts? Maybe it's a reawakening and a reminding of a gift that has lied dormant in your life for years. In Art and Faith, Mako Fujimura says it this way. He says, when we surrender all to the greatest artist, that artist fills us with the Spirit and makes us even more creative and aware of the greater reality that is all about us. And by giving up our art, we are paradoxically made into true artists of the kingdom. We're all called to be artists. Maybe we're not all called to be visual artists or painters or drawers or authors, but God wants to restore a theology and experience of creativity in our life. The great creator has called us to join in the dance and the creation song by stepping out in faith.